0: Welcome to the More Than Hearers podcast. We are Orion and Peter. I I didn't mean that like the Legion, like we are Legion or whatever demons thing. I just meant like together. Peter, say something. Please. What? Sorry. It's me, Orion, and then Peter. Are you are you okay? Yes. Okay. And I'm keeping this intro. Do you, do you smell toast? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> I know this is a reference to something. Having a stroke. Yeah, and I... I, I <laughs> we were just talking about heart oh uh, uh, the
1: last time i made this joke it was in poor taste as
0: well that's your style yeah uh, sorry episode 44 we talk bible and other risque comedic risque whatever. Is that risque the wrong word yeah that's the wrong word risky ah risky click go. of the day more than hearers at <laughs> dot com <laughs> uh <laughs> let me tell well, you. a little more english a little less french on that word sure can do okay uh, something about, you already know who we are now, why we do this, uh, episode 44, you want to get in contact with us, tell us how much you like our tasteful or whatever, tasteless jokes, email, are you getting something right now? No. facing over there, you're making faces. Uh,
1: you remembered something important, please? I did. What is it? We might have to redo this intro. Okay. I have ketchup chips and all dress chips in the car. That's from a listener Jeff. We've, we've done these already. Okay, fine. Keep going. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah.
0: I mean, I'm glad you remembered, because otherwise I probably wouldn't have even got to enjoy these. Uh,
1: I can't believe I still have them, because I've had them for some time. They'll keep. Okay. Good enough. Go preservatives. Ahead. All preservatives. How do you get in contact with us, Orion? Podcast at
0: morethanhearers.com. Glad you asked. Also, facebook.com slash morethanhearers. Glad you asked. Also... Instagram, at More Than hearers. Also individually, glad you asked. Me, at OrionPlaysMusic, you, at MTH underscore Peter, glad you asked. Would you like to donate to the More Than Hearers podcast? Glad you asked. <laughs> podcast at morethanhearers.com through paypal.com, glad you asked. And leave reviews, reviews. I put like an extra syllable in there. I'm you sure. did, yeah. Uh, reviews and your podcast app of choice, and you can probably leave a comment on the website with the articles about our clever uh, something, the photos we make, the uh, the taglines. Yeah, I don't know.
1: I'm just fishing for compliments. Basically, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I, you know, whatever. It, Feed me. Here's here's the thing. We've said this before. Uh, think is. Um, we love doing this. Uh, we'd probably do it if it was just the two of us hanging out. It's uh, mostly
0: just the two of us hanging out.
1: And, and there are a few of you who listen who go, I really like this. We'd like you to tell other people besides just us. Like, tell us. It's fine. But I'd rather you tell other people. Like, yes. I really like this. You should listen to it. And one of the ways for us to get more exposure than we're getting is the more reviews we have on whatever podcast app you're using – the higher up we come in searches for, like, Bible podcast or Christian podcast or Bible study podcast. Pushes us up the chain. Right. And I'm not trying to guilt you into it because that's not what I'm all about. I'm just saying if you enjoy this and you think other people would enjoy this, find ways to share it with them. Share it with them directly or at least uh, give us a review or whatever so we move up in the search uh, results. Yeah, and share on Facebook and stuff and share, share, share. Yeah. share And like and share. Like, share, subscribe? subscribe. Yes. Okay, that's how that works. Luke...
0: Chapter twenty
1: one. No, um, not yes. even close. Twenty yeah. one. Yeah. No, you're right. I'm looking oh, at that. You're mean. <laughs> I'm looking at the wrong one. You know what's <laughs> the problem? Is I was just looking for the widow. Oh, yes. And I was a few chapters back. We already talked about. We
0: it. talk Bible on this show before we talk Bible yeah. on this. Sorry, we talk Bible pre show as friends. Yes, yes. and yes. then we talk Bible on the show.
1: Yeah, we and talk a the lot Bible. About it. We talk before the show. Rarely has anything to do with the Bible we talk on the show. That's true. Often. Rarely. Ever. Rarely. Ever. Luke 21. Not Luke 18 that I was looking at. Luke 18 would have been episode 41. I don't know. You're mathing on
0: me. I think so. I'm like three tacos in, so no more (laughs) math.
1: Three mahi-mahi tacos in.
0: Yes. Yeah. Uh, I didn't. I had breakfast for dinner. I just wrote like into my search engine instead of Luke because
1: <laughs> my brain isn't here. Like, This is going to be a great episode. It's like 21, man. It's <laughs> like 21? Like, it's like 20. I can't let's even. see what happens. I can't even. It's, <laughs> it's the pumpkin spice episode.
0: No, I don't even know. Uh, Luke 21. Hey, I typed like 21 and it, it found Luke 21. What? So here we
1: go. All right. Here we go. Like, let's get into this. Uh, Luke 21, starting in verse 1. As Jesus looked up, he saw the rich putting their gifts into the temple treasury. He also saw a poor widow put in two very small copper coins. Truly, I tell you, he said, this poor widow has put in more than all the others. All these people gave their gifts out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in all she had to live on. You're making a face at me, all
0: I wish this were a parable or something. I just don't know how to resolve a poor woman giving up everything that she... Uh, yes, all she had to live on.
1: Yeah. To the temple treasury. It was two small copper coins. I'm going to tell you something. TV preacher math says she's going to get uh, 200 small copper coins.
0: Oh, that's good. Okay. That's a good return. Well, we can it's a good tell. ROI. Yeah. This is a wise
1: investment. It's not true. Anyway, go ahead. The, uh, it's also not, not true. Go by,
0: the, by, <laughs> by the rules... Do you love rules, Peter? Uh, you know I don't. By the rules of the law, which sounds kind of funny because the law is rules, but one of the, the laws in the law was that the poor would be taken care of, the poor of the, the Jewish people, the children of God, would be taken care of by the excess brought in for the, from
1: the tithe for the Levitical priesthood. you okay? I am. Okay. I'm I'm doing my Kevin McAllister Home Alone (laughs) face uh, more out of sarcasm than true shot.
0: Okay, yeah. So she was really, at this point, she's down to two nickels or dimes or pennies or whatever this is, whatever these coins equal in modern... Mites. Pennies are useless. They're worthless. They
1: are. I'd love to see us get rid of them.
0: Yeah. uh, She was actually probably... She could have gone, hey, here's my uh, total account uh i think you get me something now yeah i she was in that condition where she would have been owed something by the temple treasury so i don't understand why she gave i mean i don't i just don't understand i don't understand what's happening like i can't i'm thinking of myself and it's like i got uh three mouths to feed i got not enough food for anything and then the reasoning is like well might as well just give this to god I mean, like, maybe if that's all you've
1: got, then that makes it easier. So, yeah, I think there's a place for that where it's what I have is so little, it can't do me any good. Might as well give it to God. But then in God's eyes,
0: that's more than the wealthy people giving because of the amount it had. It, although in effectiveness, I'm really scrutinizing this, and I, I don't know if I'm supposed to.
1: I don't know either, but, but I want to hear what you have to say. Uh,
0: I've opened my mouth. Yeah, whatever's going to pour out now. So (laughs) the uh, if if what she had is effectively nothing anyway, it's almost like free points with God. Which I know that's not why she did it. True. (laughs) It's just this is a really weird one. If it were a parable, I would go, okay, great, we should. Jesus looked up and saw this. Right. This is a human being. Yeah. This is. And it sounds like she actually would have been a sister in Christ.
1: Yeah, probably. Yeah. So uh, I just, I don't know what to do with it all the way. I, I, I think it's hard because like, I want to go, you just got to look at the principle on the surface of it, except that rarely does the Bible leave you there. Rarely does the Bible allow you to leave things there. Uh, often the principle is far below the surface, but you know, Jesus makes it pretty clear uh, all these people gave gifts out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in all she had to live on. I think the principle is sacrifice. I think we're called to sacrifice. We're called to, you know. Uh, Ryan and I've had a lot of discussions off the podcast lately about giving and the church, uh, tithe, and we've talked about it on the podcast too. I think we, talk, we talked about our first we have, episode. <laughs> we did, man. We that first episode. If you've never listened to episode one, we really kicked it off with a bang. We covered. Tithe. Homosexuality. We covered wearing uh, crosses and other sorts of religious jewelry. We talked about homosexuality. Uh, yeah, we covered... Yeah, we, we, we went in real gently. Sure.
0: No. No. That's not what we did. We went in mahi-mahi. Which... In Hawaiian means very strong. Okay, I was like,
1: (laughs) we went in fish? I don't understand, but very strong. Okay, I don't don't know where to go with that. Um, But we have talked a lot about giving and as Christians, as followers of Christ, as those surrendered to Jesus as Lord of our lives, as master... I said Masters of Our Universe. There it is.
0: <laughs> I love a good He-Man man. reference.
1: He is the he man of all. Oh, that's so bad. Um, it's more than a man. I I preached a sermon at a local church recently about this concept and about how we'd like to still hold on to the tithe as Christians and be able to write our check on a Sunday or a Wednesday or whenever you're writing your check for your 10% of your increase and be done. I've given. I've i um Fulfilled my obligation from a financial standpoint in relation to God. And that doesn't fit with the teaching of the New Testament. The teaching of the New Testament says uh, everything you have belongs to God. Time, talent, treasure. Money, time, ability, ev- everything. Everything you have belongs to God. And so your commitment, you haven't fulfilled your commitment to God till you've given 100%. And you're still breathing. Yeah, see. Yeah uh yeah you got to give 100% of that too i think you're breathing prob i mean you got the breath from him anyway yeah it's his so so that's i think part of the principle here is, is there's no sacrifice if you've got a billion dollars and you give god 10% uh that's 100 million 100 million i had 3 tacos i told you i'm not mathing ah uh, sorry so it's 100 million Jesus goes, if you had a billion dollars, you give 100 million, that's yeah, a lot of money. But you still have 900 million. Sure. If you have $3 and you give God 30 cents, you still got 270. But if you have 3 cents.
0: You have zero anyway. You have Basically. Zero anyway. So, so really, if, if this was she was down to her last 30 bucks. Right. And then she gave it. Yeah, it would make a lot more sense to me. She was under the last three hundred bucks. Oh yeah, whoo! Yeah. I I can relate to these numbers. You give all of those bucks. Yeah, see that to me. Just three hundred dollars, you can do something with. I can't. What I can't make it sense is in, unless these coins have we undervalued what these coins were worth? I don't know. I, I maybe that's it. Maybe the Christian community screwed up this thing because here's the thing: a coin, a denarius coin, was a day's, day's wage. wage is true. So somewhere below a day's wage, there was another coin for less than a day's wage, I'm assuming, yeah. right? How but much have bread, do- all I have is one coin, it's a day's wage for a loaf of bread. No, it's got to be, there had to be some other coins. Right. So maybe there was some coin that meant... Instead of day's wage.
1: A tenth of a day's wage. Yes. An hour's wage.
0: And if she had two of those, you're talking about a couple hours worth of work that might have yielded her a meal. But we've always put it as the might, the widow's might. The widow's uh, nothing. It's like it's so little that we, we go. That's where we started this. My pushback on this was. It, what's how is it even sacrificial to give if it's basically nothing anyway? But maybe it was
1: more than nothing. I think what matters is is the last part of that. Where but out of her poverty, she put in all she had to live on. It does insinuate that she could have lived on it. There it is. So, I get this now. Okay, good. I'm glad. Wow, I'm so that, glad. We, that was
0: worth whatever the 20 minutes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now on to verse five. No, <laughs> it really though it's it, it's more. It's another place in the scripture, in the New Testament, that really nails the concept of sacrificial giving. We are called to give everything we have towards the kingdom. Does that mean... Can you they, not say that? Like, what? that's that's uncomfortable. It, how do you all glib say that? I don't know. Because I did I, I not figure out how to do it. <laughs> You're so. all numb to yourself. <laughs> I'm not I don't even hear the words I'm saying. <laughs> just, I, sometimes you know the truth. Uh-huh. You don't know how to live it. Okay. I'm still figuring this out. Amen, I, brother. I, Orion knows, and you listeners now know, I've been stuck on this concept for a little while now, um, of we are called to give of everything. I, I don't even know how to do that. I don't know what it looks like. Because I want to qualify and go, that doesn't mean that when you get paid next, you're going to write a check to your local church for 100% of what your paycheck was. It doesn't necessarily mean that. But what if that's what the Holy Spirit's leading <laughs> then you to it do? That. That's what I mean then by you, not necessarily. You better write that chat right i i don't know i don't i don't i don't know how to live this i don't i'm stuck on well, i'm crucified with christ therefore i no longer live but christ lives in me i don't even know how to do that we have to because i still like ice cream does jesus also like ice cream because i really want some ice cream is that me being sinful do you get ice cream i'm not supposed to have it i'm on a diet but as a christian do you get ice cream <laughs> <laughs> um, are you supposed to deny yourself ice cream if anyone wants to come after me uh-huh. he must deny himself ice cream T- take up his cross <laughs> and follow me i don't know we're getting off track i
0: was gonna i was gonna be on track and i forgot what i was gonna say verse
1: five <laughs> some of his disciples were remarking about how the temple was adorned, adorned 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 with beautiful stones and with gifts dedicated to God. But Jesus said, as for what you see here, the time will come when not one stone will be left on another. Every one of them will be thrown down. It's like the first time I've ever read this
0: and thought that sounds like uh, uh, some of these modern
1: churches where they just decorate everything so fancy. This This is why the warehouse church movement in the late 80s, early 90s happened. Okay. You're familiar with this in North yeah. America. Sure, this is where it came out of. Okay, churches shouldn't be dressed up at all. Sure. We should just meet in warehouses. Fine, I'm fine with it too. I don't, I don't care. Meet in your living room It's fine. Um, some people want to talk about how this was Jesus prophesying about his death, him being the temple, the the very dwelling of God among us. Yes, and 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 what, Orion? And this temple itself.
0: I mean, that's what this, that's what he's actually talking about. Here. What's the date? Oh, 70 A.D. Ah, uh-huh. 70 A.D.? <laughs> no! That's, we still got 5,000 years. Yeah. Uh, uh, what? From where? From Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> it <Taking> that, <laughs> that long? That is in the future. Man. Are you numbers and me, I'm going to go have another talk. Uh,
1: the year 70. Yes. AD. Man, when you put it like that. Yeah. Okay, here we go. It's both. I think it's both. Sure. Teacher, they asked, when will these things happen? 70 A.D. Oh, sorry, he didn't say that. already talked about that. And what will be the sign that they're about to take place? And he replied, watch out that you're not deceived, for many will come in my name claiming I am he, and the time is near. Do not follow them. When you hear of wars and uprisings, don't be frightened. These things must happen first, but the end will not come right away. And then he said to them, here we go. Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes, famines, pestilences in various places, and fearful events and great signs from heaven. Now, I want to pause here and say this. When I was a kid, I lived in Southern California. It's where they make earthquakes. It's not totally true because we live 10 minutes from the San Andreas Fault. Uh They make earthquakes here too. Yeah. California is really an earthquake factory. It's where they make earthquakes. Sure. And so when I was a kid, I was, see, it was 1987, so I was 11. Now everybody knows how old I am. Uh, me. 1987, we had an earthquake in Los Angeles, the Whittier Quake. I think it was like 6.1. Somebody's going to Wikipedia this and go, no, that's not what it was, but that's what I remember. And I was only 11, so if I remember it wrong, it's because I was 11. And I got freaked out because I grew up in church, and I was like, big earthquake and a bunch of aftershocks, lots of earthquakes. It's the end of all things. And I remember my parents going, every time there's a big earthquake, they say it's the end of all things. They've been saying it since we were kids, and now they're saying it now that you are kids. And now that I'm an adult, every time we have some earthquakes or a tsunami or wars or famines or pestilences, somebody goes, it's what Jesus said, it's the end of all things. Here's what I know. None of those times has it been the end of all things. One of these times... It's going to be the end of all things.
0: Okay. Go ahead. There's another piece to this because as you've acknowledged, people read this and take this to be a future coming of events. But as we've said now in like four podcasts in a row, in 70 AD, in the year 70, as we keep time, there was uh, all of this stuff. All of these things happen. Yes. And the people, what does it say? The disciples were remarking. So Jesus is talking to his disciples about this. They said, when will these things happen? What are these things? We haven't got to the earthquakes yet. What are these things?
1: The temple being torn down.
0: Yes. Uh-huh. Is that a future thing? No. No, that happened already. Yeah. So then when he's continuing this thought, did he pull the rug out from under them and start talking about things happening post- the year two thousand, after they'd be long gone. I don't think so. I don't think he did. I don't think so either. So you get an interesting little scenario. Some listeners might be going, "Wait, I've never thought that." Maybe I've they... never.
1: It's it's already happened.
0: Yeah, maybe everything he said was going to happen. Actually, already happened because he was telling
1: them about this temple. Because it's and it it really comes to light in the next couple of verses. The I'm going to let you finish, but no, go ahead. Who
0: who said that? Kanye West, I think. Uh, I'll let you finish. Go ahead. We'll <laughs> Say what you were going to say. The Josephus, I think we've mentioned him a couple times now. He was a, a contemporary writer from this period. Um, I think he was a Jewish writer, but he wrote for the Roman government. Yes. Yes? Yes. He was a historian. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm saying correct things? Yes. He records... All of these things that Jesus mentions, including the weirdest one. Uh, I'm looking for it. Fearful events and great signs from heaven. Yes. Josephus recorded. Does that mean it's true? Not necessarily. But in the times preceding the fall of this temple that Jesus is talking about, Josephus recorded uh, what looked like a war going on in the heavens in the stars motion that looked like uh army the sky is falling an army fighting an army okay in the in the, the clouds and people reported seeing that and it was not it was like a common like everyone knew about it basically yeah. he documents it like oh yeah that's a thing that happened yeah uh all of these things that Jesus has mentioned have already happened
1: go ahead no uh, it's also like like um Um, the famines, uh, during the time period between Jesus' resurrection and AD 70, there was like a major famine in Israel. Like it was bad all through, uh, what was ancient or is that ancient to me? Yeah. Ancient Palestine, a whole region, uh, bad famine. That's why Paul took up a collection at a lot of the churches he traveled to. Um, and brought it back to Jerusalem because people in Jerusalem were starving. It was bad. Because there was, uh, what is it, 35
0: or so years after the events of the cross? almost 40, yeah, 35 to 40 years. Yeah, until that. Yeah,
1: yep. But so on to what you were talking about. So let's read verse 11 again because it leads to 12. There will be earthquakes, famines, pestilences in various places, and fearful events and great signs from heaven. Verse 12. But before all this, they will seize you and persecute you. He's talking to his disciples. They will hand you over to synagogues and put you in prison, and you will be brought before kings and governors and all on account of my name. This happened to the dudes he was talking to.
0: Yeah, I don't know why this needs to be a big futurist thing when all this stuff already happened. Yeah, uh, it's fine. Can it happen in the future again? Sure, but like that, probably. I don't know. I'm leaning that this is a, a
1: historical thing from our perspective now. Um, yeah. So um, uh, it's it's one of those things where when you – especially when you study the book of Acts, this pops up so much more because – okay, if Jesus comes back in the next five years, let's say he's coming back in uh, five years. What's that, 2024? I'm not doing any numbers. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Stop! It. Are they really going to arrest Orion and I and hand us over to synagogue leaders? <laughs> no. I... But Jesus said they'll hand you over to synagogues. Okay. Well, okay.
0: I don't want to fight you
1: on this. <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh, verse 13. And so you will bear testimony to me. But make up your mind not to worry beforehand how you will defend yourselves, for I will give you words and wisdom that none of your adversaries will be able to resist or contradict. You will be betrayed even by parents and brothers and sisters, relatives and friends. They will put some of you to death. Everyone will hate you because of me, but not a hair of your head will perish. Stand firm and you will win life. Wait a minute, they all died. Uh, Some of them would... Be put to death.
0: Uh Uh-huh. But the hair would be okay. Um, That's
1: not what he's talking about? No. Uh, No, (laughs) no, no. no. Uh, um, It's more along the lines of um, John 3.16. God so loved the world that whosoever believeth in him will not perish but have everlasting will not perish. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But wait. But what? Plenty of people have perished.
0: But everlasting life.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's
0: this. Uh, there's a thing. You're not gonna die. You'll know it. Um, pastor at our <clears throat> local church. Uh, this thing. I find myself thinking this phrase often and uh, myriad uh, circumstances. But the eternal perspective. Yeah. This is a this is an eternal perspective. Right. Not parish in the perspective of looking at eternity. The temporary perspective is some of that
1: hair is getting cut along with the neck. Yeah, this meat bag is probably not going to last. Sure. Okay. Don't don't expect it to, anyway. Verse 20. When you see Jerusalem being surrounded by armies, you will know that its desolation is near. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains and let those in the city get out, and those in the country not enter the city. This is such a pivotal verse uh, in the history of 70 A.D., and a huge rift that occurred between Jews and Christians after the destruction of the city of Jerusalem. A lot of Christians held this as a prophecy uh, by Jesus, and so most Christians left the city. A lot of the reason Christians left the city comes up in the first few chapters of Acts It's because the Jews ran them out of town. They were killing them, uh, quite literally. And so most Christians left. A lot of the Christians in Israel prior to them fleeing were Jewish ethnically. And so when Rome finally, Rome laid siege to Jerusalem for like three years. They held out for quite a while. But ultimately the Jews lost and Rome conquered and destroyed the city. A lot of Jews were angry at Jewish Christians for having abandoned the city and basically abandoned their country. And had they all stayed, they could have helped defend Jerusalem against the biggest army the world has ever seen. Hmm. So it was a well, big maybe. thing for a long time. Josephus actually even records this in his history of the Jews. It's called something else. Antiquities of the Jews. Hmm. That's what Josephus's writings are called. Verse uh, 22. For this is the time of punishment and the fulfillment of all that has been written. How dreadful it will be in those days for pregnant women and nursing mothers. There will be great distress in the land and wrath against this people. They will fall by the sword and will be taken as prisoners to all the nations. Jerusalem will be trampled on by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. Ouch. There will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. That's what you were talking about before, Orion. Mm -hmm. On the earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. People will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that, at that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing near. And he told them this parable. The woman with her money, Orion, not a parable. I understand. This? The parable. Parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. When it's, it's not a, a, what's the tree we can tell to go in the ocean? Uh, mulberry mulberry fig tree and all the oh all the trees even the mulberries okay when they sprout leaves you can see for yourselves and know that summer is near even so when you see these things happening you know that the kingdom of god is near scary truly i tell you this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened heaven and earth will pass away but my words will never pass away Be careful, your hearts will be weighed down with carousing drunkenness and the anxieties of life, and that day will close on you suddenly like a trap, for it will come on all those who live on the face of the whole earth. Be always on the watch, and pray that you may be able to escape all that is about to happen, and that you may be able to stand before the Son of Man. Each day Jesus was teaching at the temple and each evening he went out to spend the night on the hill called the Mount of Olives and all the people came early in the morning to hear him at the temple. This is kind of the closing of this chapter and it's actually going to be a shift in the narrative of Luke. We are kind of done with the teachings and words of Jesus uh, and we're going to go into Judas's betrayal and sort of that that aspect of the story of Jesus the story of Jesus on earth is wrapping to a close as we come to the end of Luke. But I think it's really great that we um, dissected this prophecy um, and talked about what, is, what was forward-looking immediate in the immediate future. And I think there's some pieces of it, Orion, that have got to be longer term. I We're, think there th- might be. Yeah, I don't know that they need to be. It's okay if they are.
0: It's a okay. Can you challenge one of these things? Like one of the, you're like that ah, I'm pretty sure that one's future. Go
1: ahead. Uh, cuz I was even reading them and
0: like thinking like even like the whole standing before the son of man like that could have been just He talks about people at uh, uh, that
1: time they'll see the son of man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Right, which is um
0: uh, we in imagine that as literally Jesus riding on a
1: cloud. Yeah. Weed. The return in the same way you right. saw him depart. That's Acts chapter one. Sure, uh, he'll return to you. Yeah, but Might but it loop, can also be of of metaf- it can be metaphoric of the, the the vision you have when you pass uh, from this earth of
0: the army of Rome coming in being kicking up so much dust because well okay I gotta qualify that because you are making an eek face yeah the, son of
1: man that's how Jesus referred to himself man yes but the
0: the, com- the the coming of the son of man is considered to be a judgment okay Rome's uh, siege of Jerusalem is considered to be a judgment
1: yeah son of man coming on the cloud you can have it be okay. Jesus on a cloud it's fine I'm just yeah. saying I don't think it needs to be alright it could be both it can alright see so have- that's like why we gotta draw a hard line well, I don't think we do yeah yeah,
0: so but I've never so clearly read these events to be past as as just now.
1: And I have future to the audience, past to us. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I, that's fine. But,
0: but but until more recent times, everything on here was some future event to me. I don't know why. Church that's is, how it's been taught. Church is bad teaching or something. But but I mean, was that did harsh? you say that? Well, yeah. It's okay. I just want to make sure you said it because it's so obvious to me when when you remove the filter of well, I've always been taught. As soon as you remove that and you just let the words exist on this uh, digital screen I've got, the or on the paper, whatever you're using, or if you're just listening, the words say, uh, this generation shall not pass. You will yeah. be, uh, you know, it's like, it's so immediate to these people. I mean, immediate, 40 years, 35 years is not immediate. It would have been still, like, that's a long time. I mean, I'm I'm just barely, I'm 40, I'm only going to be 41. okay. Uh, another 40 years, I imagine is going to take a while. It should take like 40 years. <laughs> and I don't figure I'm going to remember this conversation. 40 Not years bad from now for now. three tacos. Oh, thank you. <clears throat>
1: I'm coming out of my coma. It's good, man. I love it. I, I love it. If there's no takeaways from this episode, I'm going to leave you with two. One, so much of this was future to the audience, but past us. And Write a check for hundred percent of what you made last week. No no, no, no. I'm just kidding. You don't have to <laughs> you don't have to hold on to that. But gosh, give of yourselves and everything you have sacrificially, whatever that looks like.